but guess who's on Spotify already? Ya boy. Yo, what's good, YouTubes? This is your boy in the NYC. It's me, Ray, and this is the EDCCP. That is the Everyday City Carry podcast. Uh, I feel like I have not said that in 10 years. I feel like I haven't said that line in 10 years, which I always say when I do a solo podcast, man. You know, uh, why am I doing a solo podcast? Well, I asked a bunch of people to be on, and I think with this whole... Uh, Rona, Corona situation, people have been canceling on me, you know, or like kind of avoiding me. But it's all good, man, because I think, you know, the podcast is due for a solo one. You know, the segments, I'm sure you guys missed the segments. We've got plenty of new faces on the channel. Just reached the 1500 subscriber count a couple of days ago. Thank you very much for that. My friends, you know, never would I have thought that I would reach that number. But, you know, let's let's get it to a higher number, right? You know what I'm saying? Because the better the channel does, the cooler stuff that I can show you guys. And that's really what I love to do on this channel is just, you know, look at stuff and talk about stuff that I like, right? I've been posting a lot more. You know, and uh, even though I've been, I've gone back to work already, I'm still posting like a madman on all the platforms that I'm on. The TikTok, the Twitter, the Instagram, the YouTube, you know. I don't really post on Facebook, man. I don't know. I just feel gross when I'm on there. My feed is just filled with trash. So I never I never go on Facebook. But um, yeah, you know, if you follow me on any of the other stuff, I've been pushing real hard, posting daily videos on the TikTok, on Twitter. I've been tweeting, you know, at least once a day, you know, multiple times a day. Instagram, I put stories up. I put pictures up every day. YouTube, I'm trying to post every day, man. It's hard. It's hard, you know, to be like Metal Complex and have 47 videos uploaded on your YouTube that are set to private and you release them on a schedule. It's very hard to do that, you know, uh, but I'm trying. Uh, I've created a bunch of new series for you guys to follow. You know, I've got two where I compare two knives that are different versions of each other. Um, I swap scales where I do this assembly stuff. I'm, I'm going to do the, I'm going to try to de-assist the Kershaw hot wire that was uh, gifted to me by me with knives, Mark, the homie. And yeah, I've just been doing a lot of different things. Uh, I did like a new sort of review format. Um, the what's dope about it, what's whack about it thing is great. I love doing that format, but it's just not feasible for me to give you that every single day. If anything, I can do that once a month probably and do the rated S for slice series where I break down things faster with the multiple camera angles, which I enjoy editing those videos right now, you know? And this channel is always going to be constantly changing. Uh, I think it's always going to be focused on gear, EDC gear, you know, tech, things like that, whatever I get into. But the formats are always going to change because I myself can't get bored. You know what I'm saying? And it really makes me happy that the channel is so personality driven now that the people that are watching me, you know, all you digital homies, all my friends on the internets, 
you guys just watch to see what I'm doing, man. And that I really appreciate that, you know, because it's therapeutic for me to make these videos. I'd go insane if I didn't. And yeah, you know, so I did make some notes, you know, I'm a little prepared, not super prepared, but you know, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. I'm back at work now. I've been working for about two weeks. Uh, shout out to A-List CBD for staying open. Uh, we're an essential grocer and there's this one dude in there, uh, Andy, who worked the whole time, even when I was locked down and my family was worried about me. Now my family right now is just like, like they don't give a fuck anymore. <laughs> I think everyone in the country is kind of just like, no one knows what they're talking about. So we want to go outside, you know? That's kind of where I'm at with it. Like, I wear a mask and stuff. I'm respectful. I don't get in people's faces and shit like that. And, uh, you know, the trains are a little more full now, but not a full capacity. Um, and at the shop, we wear a mask anytime someone comes in, you know, a lot of uh, hand sanitizer and shit like that. And, yeah, I just try to keep it safe, try to be respectful. That's why I wear one, you know. Um, I don't want to distract the people who's lost people to this uh, disease, you know, this outbreak or whatever the fuck. And I don't get political that much on this show. You know what I mean? But being back to work, you know, taking the train over an hour to get to Brooklyn, taking two trains, it's a little wild. It's a little bit, it's a little wild, you know? You'd think that I have, I'd have a lot of subway stories, but it just seems like some post-apocalyptic shit where people are so used to the new normal that they don't give a fuck anymore, really. It's like everyone, most people are wearing masks, but I would say maybe three out of ten people are not wearing it. And I think that people are just tired of hearing new things and the officials seeming like they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. You know what I mean? Um... You know, I don't I don't watch the news and shit like that. I kind of just go on Twitter and look at officials uh, tweets and I, I listen to podcasts that are smart, you know, of people that are smarter than me and break down things better than I do. And uh, that's, you know, how I've been getting my news from it, man. And uh, I don't know. I feel better about it. I was never really fully like, oh, shit, you know, it's the end of the world or some shit. Um, but yeah, being back at work, man, the train is fucking wild, dude. It's wild. Um, you know, the, the, the hobos, like they've just been, the homeless people have just been like more in your face, you know, they're not wearing masks, dude. And it's just kind of, you know, it gets kind of crazy when they're like, you know, um, and I just have to try to like stay away or whatever. Cause I don't want to get like, if I ever go see my family and by chance that like I get the shit and I just don't feel anything, which most people don't feel anything or don't even have any symptoms, don't get sick, but they could pass it on. Like, I don't want to give it to like my mom or some shit, you know? So I try to just be safe about it. And yeah, this has been my first solo pod in a while. So you know what that means, right? I got a drink on you dudes. You know what I'm saying? People are gonna fucking hate that That are just listening uh, Speaking of podcasts I was on the Knife Junkie I was on an episode of the Knife Junkie podcast It is on their YouTube right now It's available wherever podcasts are available And I had a great time on there Bob is a really cool host And um, I think he's been in the hobby longer than me And I just felt very welcome You know 
I liked being on someone else's podcast in the gear community. I thought that was really dope. You know what I mean? I think that the 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 everyday carry podcast community needs to do that more, you know? Maybe I just want to be on people's podcasts and be like, hey, man. But yeah, I, I think that it's it, it was refreshing because I do listen to the Knife Junkie and um, to hear an, a moron, a knife moron like me get on there and just talk about like my experience, I think was refreshing to some people, you know, and I think that's why you guys listen to this podcast because it's just different. It's different. It's diff. I'll let you guys know the deal about what's going on. Um, you know, I was thinking about this since I got to wear a mask and shit. I wonder if you guys have like, I know a lot of the EDC people are making masks right now. Have you guys seen any like cool ones that I should pick up, yo? You know what I'm saying? Do a mask review? No, I'm just playing. I'm not going to do that. But uh, since I do have to wear it every day, um, you know, I was wondering if you guys know of any cool ones that you've seen that would be, uh, pretty dope to do, you know? I really appreciate all the support on the new series and videos that I've been doing. Uh, a lot more new faces, man, discovering my videos and just being like, holy shit, it's really crazy. Um, you know, if you guys want podcast guests, by the way, whoever you want to be on here, you know, just drop a comment on their, you know, one of their videos and be like, hey, man, you should be on Everyday City Carries podcast. And I will take that comment and screenshot that shit. Or you can screenshot it and send it to me on Instagram. And then I'll make a little clip about it. We'll reach out to them in my Instagram stories. Because I think Instagram, uh, the stories have been a really crucial tool for me to get guests on. I mean, that's how I got Nick on, was through Instagram. Nick Shabazz, I can't even believe we got him on. That was because he was listening to the Alex's Knife Box episode and he said, I love trans music and, you know, he actually, you know, Nick Shabazz, to talk about him, he started a Twitch channel and he's playing Diablo 3, uh, a game that Metal Complex and I play on the PS4. I can't play it with Nick because he's playing on a Mac, he's playing on a computer. But wouldn't it be dope, yo, if like me and Metal Complex... And uh, his wife and then Kelly, we all got on and like played a game together and we were all just talking shit and stuff. That would be pretty awesome, I think. And that would be something that the knife community would enjoy. It's something out of the box, you know, it's kind of in my wheelhouse to do some weird shit like that. So I think that would be really crazy to do that, man. Um, let us go and take a look at and take a look at. Uh, knife news right now. We haven't done that in a while. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it, dude. I'm gonna do it. And we are gonna screen record right now. I've got a new phone. Samsung Galaxy Note 10 Plus. And start recording right now. Okay. So at the very top of the page, you've got Benchmade releases automatic auto, automatic version of the 940. I saw Eugene Kwan, shout out to Eugene Kwan, be on my podcast, bro. Uh, he posted about this on his IG stories, and I was like, oh, snap. Um, I can't have autos here, and I've never had a 940 in my hands before. So it'd be kind of cool to try one if you guys any of you have one and you want to send one my way just so I could check it out not I don't have to keep it okay and I'm not gonna like 
fuck it up or anything, um, you know, Bobby, not Bobby, can vouch for me that I do take care of the knives that are loaned to me. This one says the legendary Benchmade 940 is getting a major new line extension in the form of an automatic variant dubbed the 9400 Auto Osborne. That's a pretty cool name. This model brings the well-loved design into the new genre of knife. You see, this is why I want to experience or just, you know, mess around with, an, uh, with a 940 because everyone is like, oh, it's the best knife ever. It's, you know, it's a classic. And I just, you know, want to, want to see, man. I want to see what's up. The key dimensions on the 9400 are all the same as they are on the 940, first and foremost. That means the same super slender but still highly capable 3.4 inch reverse tanto blade shape. Okay, that's pretty dope. Um, it's got, let's see, single action, the 9400 opens with a press of a button. This button is situated in about the same place as the axis lock mechanism would be on a manual 940. This is what I was uh, interested in reading about because that's a big change from the axis lock and the automatic, right? The button, rather. So I just want to see... Uh, let's see, with a listed weight of 2.65 ounces compared to the 2.9 ounce of, wow, weighs less, weighs less than the original 940. Do they have a price here? It says the 9400 will be available later this year. It can be had with either a stone wash or a black coated blade. If you guys are interested in this, you should go on Knife News. Shout out to knifenews.com. Um, you know, I advertise for you guys all the time when I do the solo podcast, but you know, you guys don't even know who I am. Um, let's go to the next one. Ostop Hell with, let's see, it's a fixed blade design. Oh, I don't do fixed blades that much. But Ostop Hell, shout out to Ostop Hell. He commented on my Best Tech Tulip unboxing and he said, thanks for the review. Thank you for posting that, my friend, because that makes me feel good inside. You know what I'm saying? Ostop Hell back with a new fixed blade for Best Tech. Interesting. I like the little orange with the black hardware, blacked out blade. That's a very nice look. That is a more interesting orange color combination than just bright orange and then like a satin blade or something. You know what I mean? I, I don't like that. I like just a little pop of color, even black, you know? Ostop Hell has returned to his ongoing production collaboration with Bestech for the Hedron, or Hedron, I don't know what it's called, a flexible EDC-sized fixed blade. He took advantage of the mechanical freedom afforded by fixed blades to emphasize the benefits of clean, bold shapes. Let's take a look at some of the specs here. 3.78 inches in length, uh, 0.12 inch blade stock, D2, everyone's tired of D2 right now. And then Hell is a knife designer fascinated with the interplay between form and function. Knives are like cars, he tells us. Most of them are comfortable enough for everyday tasks, but not so many can provide to a customer both good looks and utility. I always say that when people are like, why are you into folding knives? And I'm like, look, some people really love cars, they like working on cars, some people like fucking with knives, and that's me. You know what I'm saying? And they're like, yeah, but aren't you just gonna stab somebody? I'm like, does every car guy just run people over? You know, no, they don't. You know, some people don't even race or anything like that. They just like having a car, like a dope car. Right? I mean, that's what people always think that I'm stabbing people. And I'm like, I don't, I cut the box, bro. You know, the box looks at me, I cut that shit. And I tape that shit up, recycle it. You know what I'm saying? 
so stupid, dude. Um, let's see. You get G10 scales, and it weighs... The Hedron comes with a Kydex sheath and weighs 4.67 ounces. All right, when is this coming out? Hmm. It has been a bit of a fixed blade focused year so far for Hell. In March, he debuted a collection of knife designs with real steel. The Hedron is only the second fixed blade from Best Deck, following more than a year after the Marcus Heidgen designed Heidi. Doesn't really say, but, you know, I'm not a big fixed blade guy. Um, Buck drops, new drop point ranger. I'm not going to read that. Uh, I'm not liking a lot of the articles on this one for some reason. It's not my feel, you know what I mean? Let's look at this. What is this? I fucking don't even know if I can read that. Masiege Torbay. Yeah, I'm sorry if I butchered your name, buddy. I don't know how to say say that. Returns with folding sequel to the Doppler. Hmm. I don't know. So, is rolling out MT. I'm just going to say MT because I don't know how to spell, uh, say this person's name. (laughs) MT is rolling out the Echo, his latest production model with real steel knives. Torbay's new model translates the Doppler, his last fixed blade release with RSK into a large size folder. Hmm. Interesting. 4.4 inch blade. Jesus, dude. Too big. It's too big. The new knife sporting the same semi-tanto blade shape, although it has been shrunk down to a more pocketable 4.02 inches. Okay, that's why I should read the article. I am a headline reader, as you can see. <laughs> that's uh, why. Um, let me see what other useful information. D2 blade steel and G10 scales. When does this come out? Let's look at the weight. Weight is always important. Uh, the Echo maintains that overbuilt quality with a weight to match. RSK lists the weight for the Echo as 7.76 ounces. Hmm. Speaking of uh, overbuilt, robust builds and stuff, don't you guys miss the old ZT? I was talking about this with Blade Brigade New York this morning. I, was, you know, we, you, I DM'd him on Instagram because he put up a story of like a meme and it was like the old ZT and it was like soldiers in a tank crushing a car and the new ZT was like the cyber truck, cyber, cyber truck, the cyber truck from Tesla. And then I messaged them saying that like the cyber truck is like a car that Star Fox would drive in Star Fox 64 in the Nintendo 64 era. And he started cracking up and, um, yeah, like, I miss the old ZT, you know what I'm saying? The ZT, you know, 0456, things like that, man. Just the overbuilt, unnecessary, unnecessarily robust, like, super American, just knives, and then, you, you know, you get this big hunk of metal, and you just want to anodize and customize the shit of it, shit out of it, you know, that's... That's what ZT was to me when I first got into it. I mean, the first ZT I picked up was the 0456, and I loved it, man. I was like, I need more of these, you know? And I kind of want to just come back to that. I miss that a little bit. Miss that a little bit, a little bit. You guys all like Gram-worthy, right? Holy shit, dude. I feel like I have not done a Gram-worthy in so freaking long, bro. I've got a few, like, clips here. That we are gonna, um, you know, sort of like laugh at together. That's, uh, I look at the stupid things on the internet that make me laugh so you don't have to look for them. That should be like the tagline for this, um, this segment, man. 
So we're going to look at Via Cavish. That was something that I was editing. Um, I was editing some uh, stories and I really liked people responded really well to the Via Cavish clip that I put in the episode 26 highlights. So we're going to watch another one. And this one is uh, Via Cavish. When you get superpower is the title. Okay. Guys, guys. What, what? Remember I told you that I asked my parents for a dog? Yo, man, congratulations. Well, I didn't get a dog. How? I got a new car. Oh my god, you awesome. Someone stole it. Come on, man. We all know this joke. If you don't have smart things to say, don't say it. I got superpower. Yeah, what? You got what? I got superpower. Pew, pew, pew. Oh my god, no, you killed Harry. I'm still alive. How? Oh, you know I'm dead. No, Harry. No, Harry. No, Harry. Harry. I did it. What, what am I doing? doing? I'm, I'm supposed, supposed to use this power for good. good. That's, That's it. it. From now on, I will only use this power for good. For the people. For the ones. We got him. I'm still alive. Oh shit. Dude, I like love his little short clips, man. Follow that. V-I-A-K-A-V-I-S-H on uh, YouTube. You'll get a bunch of his stuff. I follow his TikTok too and his Instagram. Uh, so we're... We're going to take a look at Subway Creatures. That is a page on Instagram that I like. We're going to look at pictures. We're going to look at videos and uh, just kind of laugh at them together. A lot a lot of Corona-related stuff because this is about the Subway Creatures in New York City. And the first one I have here, <laughs> it's this dude and he's wearing a thong as a mask. <laughs> And on it just says I hate New York so much. The guy's shirt is like open. He's he's using his phone. <laughs> and you know, some of you are thinking maybe like that's there's no way that's real. I see stuff like that every day, you know? It's funny when you look back and look at it. That's what I think is hilarious. This one is called Subway Shower. Dude, you do not want to be doing that, bro. <laughs> that, that guy's going to be the next superhero, man. <laughs> like, sewage man or some shit. So, what I'm looking at here is it's raining. And this guy is just standing there in, like, cross position. And he's just having the dripping rain through the cracks of the roof, like, dip on him, yo. That's not good. It says Moped Subway. And the reason why I picked this video out is this sums up, you know, basically, like, every day how people feel on the subway. The lady that's in here. So this, uh, for people just listening, the door opens up and there's a guy like on a motorcycle and then the door's open. He's blocking the doorway. The door opens and this lady's just like, what the fuck? And he goes, there's another door. Yeah. Hey man, why are you on the subway with a bike though? With like a moped? I don't know if it looks like a bike actually, but why are you on there? Not a bicycle, like a motorcycle. Why the fuck are you on the subway? Save gas or some shit? Like, don't do it. Don't freaking do it, man. So it's, you know, in New York City, it's a very urban place, right? You know, it's just a big city. So you don't expect to be on the subway waiting. And you just see a lady with a fucking rooster in her bag. Like, just chilling, bro. 
<laughs> what? How does that even happen? <laughs> so I've got screenshots of people reading books on the subway. This is from Subway Creatures, right? <laughs> and this girl is reading a book that says, People I want to punch in the throat. <laughs> the next one, this dude is reading torture porn. <laughs> <laughs> this next one and this funny is the guy next to her or him is is yawning and in the book is titled bad jews <laughs> what <laughs> this lady's reading a book called arousal the secret logic of sexual fantasy <laughs> sex and rage this one is hilarious, okay? This one says, Mind Control in the United States. And it's like, it looks like a document that you would bring in a briefing. <laughs> Mostly dead things. That's all right. This one, this one made me laugh mad hard. It says, Kosher Sex. <laughs> this one is the best. Yo, the, this one is... This lady is reading Homo Thug. <laughs> and the cover is this Jack Black dude. <laughs> How to stay sane. That That's pretty normal. That's normal. That's not anything crazy. So Tim Dillon is a person that I watch a lot. And we're going to check out some of his clips that he's been doing lately. He did... <laughs> I'm just going to watch it. He did a clip of him dressed up as the coronavirus and how like Bill Gates is his dad Bill, and his mom is like a bat. It's so funny. If you want some like relief, but also informative, uh, you know, videos, uh, Tim Dillon is the, the person to go to, man. He's so funny. Dark comedy, though. If you don't like that, if you like this happy go lucky like Seinfeld shit, this is not it, man. He's super dark. He talks about like... Like, you know, um, like child pedophile rings in Hollywood and shit like that and like conspiracies and stuff. So if you don't like that, don't don't go to him. But this video is pretty fucking funny and we're going to check it out right now. Here we go, dudes. Here we go. Dude. I'm so fucking depressed. I fucking hate my life. <laughs> my dad thinks I'm a piece of shit. I've never accomplished anything. Because he's the fucking CEO of Microsoft and I'm a dumb germ. I can't go out. Yeah, I want friends. I want to be friends with people. Do you know what it's like? You know how hard it is to go to a party when your cousin is SARS? Yeah, my cousin's SARS. I'd love to meet this old bitch. <laughs> my dad is Bill Gates. My mother's a bat. You think your family's fucked up? I wake up every day and there's another fucking news story that's not true. Hi, Corona. Six feet. Stay six feet. I'm trying to help these people. They're fucking stupid. People are saying I live in farts. What kind of fucked up shit is that? Did I live in someone's asshole? <laughs> Candace Owens doesn't even believe I'm real. Let me catch that bitch. Let me catch that bitch in a Whole Foods. I'll go right up her nose. You will not be able to transmit me to humans, <laughs> but I have infected you. My dad's always like, yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna fucking, we're gonna give you to every single person. That's what my dad wants to do. He wants to put a little bit of me in a needle and give it to 8 billion people. What do you think that does to my sense of self? I'm fucking real deal. You don't even know how I'm gonna affect you. Nobody knows. I might like your body, I might not. I go into somebody's bodies. I'm like, get me the fuck out of here. Does anyone ever ask me what the fuck I want to do with my life? I want to be something. I want to have a lifestyle brand. I want to have a clothing line, maybe. Nobody's asked me that. Nobody asked me to be in a fucking TikTok. 
Nobody wants to all be in a TikTok with COVID-19. No one wants that. So I'm just fucking alone all the time. I wish I was AIDS. <laughs> I want to be AIDS. Do you hear me? I want to be AIDS. <laughs> Dude, that guy cracks me up so much. Uh, this is about coronavirus, the musical, and this made me laugh so hard. Yeah, I watched it so many times. Kelly hates it. It hasn't gotten old for me. But this is like when the quarantine first hit and uh, Broadway closed, you know, in New York City. So <laughs> just let's just watch. I can't wait for coronavirus, the musical. Coronavirus, the musical. Can you see it? Broadway stage opens 2023. People are standing there. It's kind of like Rent. If you, if you remember Rent, the stage is, you know, there's no real set. There's just some garbage cans and some stuff. And, you know, there's a catwalk and it's kind of plain. And there's just like people standing on the stage. And, you know, 2023 coronavirus the musical, you know, the first number, everybody's standing there just like, <coughs> no, they're doing it on the beat. They go, <coughs> doodaloo, <coughs> doodaloo. What was that? What was that? I heard about a pandemic happening. What was that? Wuhan, China. What was that? Pandemic, bat flu, plague, plague, and a bat flu. And then, you know, I mean, it's coming. It's coming. Where are the tests? We thought we had the tests. There's doctors and nurses singing. Dude, that cracked me up so hard. Uh, this is another one where he's making fun of like YouTubers, which is funny because I, to me, like, you know, even if people are making fun of like what I do, I think it's hilarious. And this is him like making fun of what YouTube people do in their videos. That's why YouTubers talk to like, yo, what's up? It's your boy. It's your boy, Tim Dillon. YouTube, yo, what's up, YouTube? It's your boy, Tim Dillon. Smash that like button. Smash that retweet. Today, we're filling my kiddie pool with Cheerios. <laughs> Dude, I mean, you know, it's fucking hilarious because, like, I say that. Like, yo, what's a good YouTube? It's your boy. I don't do the smash that like button thing, though. You know, I try not to do that. Um... This is another one. Ah, this is a good one where I actually made this and sent this to Kelly. This is your boy. This is your boy. Smash that like button. You know what I'm saying? It's your boy. Uh, this is actually, I put it on TikTok and my Instagram. And uh, Dylan Mallory, shout out to Dylan Mallory. He asked me for the video. He said it was so funny. He wanted to send it to his brother. And uh, here it is. This is uh, Mickey Mouse. <laughs> I said that to Kelly in the morning and she, you know, she thought it was kind of funny. I think Kelly is immune to my comedy, man. You know, like I make jokes and stuff and everybody's laughing and she's just kind of like, <laughs> you know what I mean? She's so immune to it already. He's like, hey, he's always like, like that. You guys want Kelly back on the podcast, you think? You know, she's up early now. So we could technically do one because she does uh, virtual training sessions in, uh, you know, like 7 a.m. So she, we, she could be on if you guys want us to do that again. We need to get more guests. I know you guys want guests, man. 
Guys want guests, dude. You know, I need more. You guys want more. I like doing solo podcasts every now and then. Um, I'm thinking about doing a Patreon. You know, people have been kind of like nudging me to do Patreon, you know, which is crazy because, you know, they're like, what? People are trying to give you money and you won't do it. Um, I just want you want to give my Patreon members like exclusive stuff. So I was thinking about uh, doing one extra podcast a week, uh, solo or with a guest. I was thinking about having my friend uh, Lancelot Chase on. He he's um he's really got you know he's got the he's got it you know he's got the pulse. He's on the pulse of what's going on in the streets. Uh, he, he's a uh, He's a young uh, black dude, and he's very smart, very smart uh, when it comes to topics uh, of their culture. Yeah, I don't know those things, but I'm interested in talking about it, you know, especially with the whole uh, America versus Chinese knives kind of thing going on. We talked about it a little bit, and we, we had some interesting conversation about that. So I might do more like sort of touchy topics on the Patreon like the best tech and VDK thing that I glanced over with um, Blade Brigade New York. I don't know. I'm thinking about it, man. I'm thinking about what to do on Patreon. You know, I'm definitely going to give all my Patreon members stickers and, and you know, give them uh, the inside line on merch. You know what I'm saying? I'm working on it, guys. I'm working on it. But uh, that's something that I've been thinking about a lot recently that I might do. And... Um, you know, let's talk about that a little bit. Uh, the big switch, you know, you guys know that I listen to and watch Joe Rogan's podcast like religiously. I, I listen to a lot of podcasts religiously. And uh, Joe Rogan announced recently that he was switching uh, platforms. He signed a, you know, whatever, $100 million deal on Spotify. He didn't want to talk about how much money it was, but that's what the New York Times article read that it was a $100 million deal. And as of September 1st, I think the Joe Rogan podcast is going to be exclusively on Spotify. They're going to have audio and video, which is interesting, man, because YouTube has been the only game in town when it came to knife uh, videos, knife reviews. And, you know, it's crazy. I was like, oh, shit, I, and, you know, I got to get my stuff on Spotify, right? I don't even have Spotify an account. But guess who's on Spotify already? Yeah, boy. My podcasts are already on there because I release through the app called Anchor and it releases it to wherever podcasts are available. So all of the Everyday City Carry podcasts are already on Spotify with just audio version right now. But when the video version comes out, man, you know, that's just another platform that I am going to play in. There's no way that the biggest man in online media is going to switch to Spotify and I'm not going to throw my hat in the ring or throw my name in the hat. I don't know if that's the way to say it, man. But yeah, whatever. Go in the hat. Go in the hat. You know, it's just very interesting. If you guys want to read the New York Times article about that, um, some pretty cool stuff and there are a lot of good breakdowns of that move on YouTube. Some people are like, oh, you know, that's the end of Joe Rogan podcast and I'm like, dude, even if I had to get Spotify premium to watch it, which you don't, it's free, it will have ads, but all of you, even YouTube has ads. So I'll probably just pay for Spotify premium and just get no ads, which is fine. I pay for YouTube Red, right? 
so I could get no ads on my YouTube. Um, yeah, speaking of the Patreon, by the way, that is, you're never going to have ads on that. Um, I've been still kind of thinking about if I should have ads on my YouTube um, page or not. I was talking to my, my friend Lancelot about it. He's like, you should do it, you know, because it's something. And it's money that you're going to throw back into the channel, you know. My main hobby is my channel. It is. I spend a lot of money on it. I mean, look, this smartphone, perfect, perfect, perfect example, I didn't spend any money on any knives or anything, which would kind of just be for me and the channel too, but I spent money on this smartphone, which cost me $760, yeah. And why did I do that? I was having problems with storage, especially with podcasts. Because uh, whenever I record with this camera, you know, the podcast could be anywhere from 30 to 40 gigs, depending on how long I rant and ramble on for. And uh, just to give you an example of how much storage I use, this phone has 500, um, I think it's 512, yeah, 512, yeah, 512 gigs of storage. And um, I've already used so much of it that I checked how much storage I had left. I only have 175. So every Sunday I, I delete a bunch of stuff and that's how much storage I use to make the videos that I've been posting every day. I edit everything on this phone. The video quality has gotten better. Just editing has gotten faster for me. I've got a little pen that comes with it. That I can edit better with the fingers and all that stuff. And um, just more, man. I put everything back into the channel because the channel is what I love doing the most. Probably shouldn't say that because Kelly's going to be like, it should be me. I should be the one you love doing the most. <laughs> oh, shit, man. You know, and there it is. Ray is back. But yeah, the switch to Spotify, Joe Rogan, I support him, man, wherever he goes. Um, you know, it was people like Joe and Gary V that changed my life and got me into YouTube. And I was like, shit, I talk a lot. I could probably do YouTube, you know. And it was people like Nick Shabazz that wanted me to get into the knife community. So all of that was really the perfect storm for me to make this channel, man. And, um, you know, I, I really feel like things are happening on the channel. And certainly I've been just, you know, giving people joy through entertainment and I'm, you know, forming bonds with people, Bobby, not Bobby, you know, um, even knives, uh, Mark, you know, um, Ryan seems logical and, and just so many people, you know, I, I can't name everyone because the podcast would just be two hours long of me just naming people that have touched me and I've, I've certainly formed a bond with, you know, it's really cool. People send me knives. They just trust me. Like mild manner EDC has sent me a firm forge exec and I haven't made a video on it. And he was like, take your time, bro. You know, and I, I'm, I'm keeping the knife safe. It's, it's in its box and everything, but yeah, it's just crazy um, how much the channel has changed um, post-quarantine and uh, pre-quarantine. I mean, it's not post yet, but yeah, so much has happened, you know? The guests we've gotten, you know, me doing the knife junkie. Uh, I, oh, that's something I should talk about. I didn't get to talk about. Um, I was able to get on Blade HQ, Blade HQ's live uh, on Instagram, and that was another big one that happened was 
just to get on the live with Zach on Instagram stories, um, I received a bunch of uh, subscribers and followers on Instagram. They were like, shit, I didn't know that you existed. You know, I've thought about that many times. Like, what kind of person do I represent in the knife community? And it's, you know, kind of like a filthy casual guy, right? I've said this before. I'm sort of not new anymore. It's, I guess I'm almost four years in, right? So it's not new anymore, but I don't know shit, dude. You know, if if you guys are going to come to the channel and, and just look for this in-depth review, you're not going to get that. You're going to... You're going to get to dive or, or go into the eyes of someone who's experiencing a lot of the new feelings you get with a knife hobby. You know, that's my bread and butter. You know what I mean? And I went off on a rant there. I went off on a rant. I've got like another note here. It says TikTok vids and it says box head guy and round head. I don't know what that is, but let's look at my gallery and find out. Um, let's see this guy just to give you a little bit of context this dude is famous on tiktok because his face is like so square he's like like a lego looking dude he looked like the blockheads that were the bad guys in the old clay like animation show gumby and uh, this is him explaining i'm gonna say this and i'm only gonna say it one more time this ain't no fucking snapchat filter boys this is my fucking head. <laughs> That's so funny. And then I found him watching this video of a man like eating like a squid or something with an even stranger looking head. Don't tell me to watch this. Let me let me see what's good. Let me watch this. Bro, what, what the fuck is wrong with his head, bro? I thought my head was fucked up. What is he eating? Oh my god! What the fuck is that? <laughs> Yo, and you know what's funny is that uh, Kelly and I were watching this show, uh, 90 Day Fiance. I don't usually watch shows like this, but it's just been all over social media. It's been on Barstool. Um, it's just been on a bunch of meme pages that I had to like check it out because this guy, Ed, um, 90 Day Fiance, to explain it to you, is a reality TV show where people kind of meet people uh, internationally like online and then they meet up to see if they're going to get married or whatever it sounds like trash TV and it is but this one dude Ed he's like 50 something and he's got no neck bro no neck I'm going to just show you right now one clip of him in like mayonnaise in his hair which is weird since I met Rose I I want to look young for her so I have been dyeing my hair and it irritates my scalp so i found out that mayonnaise makes it smoother and less dry i'm self-conscious of my physical appearance this dude is like rose putting is mayonnaise 31. on his scalp after he dyes his hair so it'll get moist like i mean bro Come on, man. That, is that even real? I mean, that's why I kind of stopped watching the show because in the beginning, it's it was funny, right? It gave me humor. Like, I was just laughing at it the whole time, but then at the end, it was starting to get serious and all that stuff, and I stopped watching it, but Kelly still watches it right now. And uh, this is Ed, the, the, the no-neck guy, meeting his uh, you know girlfriend for the first time. That you... Hmm... Uh... What? <laughs> Am I what you expected? Do you like? 
I expected you are told to me. But oh, more told. You to me. <laughs> what the fuck? All right, that is enough of that, right? Now it's time for everyone's favorite segment. Aight, I'm a head out. Um, there is, I don't want to do too many subway stories because we did subway creatures already. And there's, honestly, I'm not trying to pay like that much attention right now. I'm kind of like watching out for my safety more on the train. And, um, um, you know, it's just, all right, you know, maybe I'll tell a little bit. So like, there was one time, there was this dude in a red jacket, looked super ratchet, bro, okay? And this guy was, like, walking up and down the train. Like, hard, like the train cars. Like, I saw him, like, four times throughout the rides. He must have did the whole train, walked through the train just back and forth the whole, like... And it's just crazy, you know? And this is the kind of ratchet... That like you could smell, bro. It was like really bad, and he was just in a bright red jacket, and I'm just like, dude, you know, that's what I've been going through taking a train. Uh, what's my other note here? It says Latin Buddha. <laughs> there was this guy. This is kind of like a little bit scary. So there was this um, Hispanic dude talking on the phone. He didn't have his mask on because he was on the phone, really like obese, right? And um, What's crazy is, like, he sounded like an Italian guy from Brooklyn. Like, so he was like, yo, Tony, like that, like that kind of shit, right? And um, he had a really raspy voice, and then, like, like he'd be on the phone, and then sometimes he'd be speaking Spanish, and then he'd go back to the, like, Italian Brooklyn accent. And then I was just like, oh, shit, you know? And he started coughing, dude, like, hard, like, like, you know, and I'm like, fuck, so I'm, I, it's, I'm six feet away, so I'm like, oh, shit. And it's just some of the things I've been experiencing, man. You know, not a lot of fun stories, more like real shit. Uh, let me give you a few recommendations because I do have to get to uh, go to work soon. And, uh, you know, that's the pod, bruh. Uh, I'll give you some anime recommendations I, I watched in one day. Not even one day, like one morning. There's an anime called Junie Tyson, all right? If you want a no-bullshit anime of just people slaughtering and killing each other and they have different powers, they're not going to talk that much, they're just going to kill each other, this is the one for you, all right? Um, You know, they do give the backstory a little bit, but it's literally just like 12 really strong people all based off of the zodiac like there's like monkey there's ox sheep um all that shit like like it's it's crazy interesting because like sheep was like this explosive expert that was like an older dude he's like a grandpa and then you have like ox who's this chick with um two giant machine guns and like she never has to reload that's like her power which is fucking insane Uh, There's like a fencer guy, there was these two brothers, dragon and snake, one could fly, and one had like Mr. Freeze, like freeze gun, and the other one had like a fire gun, and just crazy shit like that, man, and it was really, really interesting, and I watched it right away. Uh, Some Netflix recommendations, Avatar, The Last Airbender is on Netflix, not the shitty movie, 
Not the last airbender. If you're going to be like, but that movie fucking shocked, Ray, M. Night Shyamalama Ding Dong fucking made that movie and it was terrible. And that really upset me when I watched that because Avatar, the animated series, which was on Nickelodeon, you know, it's kind of, if you watched it in the beginning, I would say episodes one to 10 is just very kitty. And then 11 and onward to 61 episodes, I believe. I think we're on season two, episode 14 right now. Um, and Kelly's never watched it. So in the beginning, I think she was just watching it for me. But once it got to the end of season one, Kelly was like this. She was watching the movie. She was watching the TV like this. Like she was, she looked like it was so intense, you know? And one cool thing about this show, you know, which every show tries to achieve is you kind of give a shit about what every character is going through. Um, so if you haven't watched that, man, or if you've got like kitties, you know, just watch it with them. Uh, but you watch it on your own, dude. I mean, I'm fucking 39 years old and I'm watching it right now. I am a nerd, though. Uh, another uh, Netflix original Kelly and I checked out is Code 8. This is kind of like... Uh, it has the dude from Green Arrow, the show, on CW. He, he's in it. Uh, Stefan Amel, I think is his name. And his uh, cousin is in it. Another Amel guy. And uh, they kind of have superpowers. And they're trying to, like, rob banks and shit. It's pretty, pretty dope. There's, like, a class system. And the powered people are getting oppressed. It's kind of like that movie Freaks that was really good that I mentioned in another podcast. It's similar to that. Um, Flick Connection... Uh, the YouTube channel if you guys haven't watched that that is the best place to figure out what movies to watch um, he was the one that recommended this show on one of his videos definitely check that channel out because during this quarantine he has kept me entertained with the amount of movies I've never seen he doesn't just tell you about blockbusters he tells you about like little hidden gems of movies that maybe didn't get as much praise as they should have and yeah but yeah that was one the decline is a movie that uh you know kind of has something to do with our hobby this is about like preppers and they go to this prepper compound of this like renowned like kind of youtuber prepper guy that has his own compound with grows his own food has his own like electricity you know um solar power all that shit and something happens in the movie that triggers this downward spiral of the group. I don't want to spoil too much because it's better if you just watch it. And it's a great movie. Um, I think it's in French. You could watch it dubbed. Um, and that's fine. Just watch it because it has you know, to do with bushcrafting and prepping. I think people um, that are in our hobby would enjoy it. It's really good. Uh, Blood Machines, the movie, or I guess it's a miniseries. It's three parts. It came out on Shudder. That is the horror app. And uh, this has some of the most awesome visuals of cyberpunk imagery that I've ever seen uh, recently. It's just so, so amazing. So if you ever, if you were ever into like Star Trek or Star Wars or anything like that, and you want to see this crazy, these machines that are like organic and then 
you know, just in this show, and it's just crazy looking, man. Um, some of the best visuals I've ever seen with some of the worst acting I have ever watched. So it's kind of blasphemous too. So if you don't like under, you know, uh, upside down crosses and 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 you know, lots of titties, then don't watch this one because it is kind of like a sci-fi horror miniseries. But um, if you're fine with all that and you want sick visuals, Blood Machines is definitely one to check out. Um, and uh, the last thing, I've been watching Ozarks a lot. I know that, oh my God, you're so behind. Uh, I I don't know, that show like just never appealed to me. You know, it's I, I like shows like, I watched Sons of Anarchy. That was another one I took a chance on. And, you know, I like strong characters, like that, uh, that, that, you know, like act and stuff. You know what I mean? Ozark is like a guy laundering money for the cartels and he's kind of getting bullied and he has to use his smarts to get out of it. You know, kind of like a Breaking Bad kind of situation, which is a great show too. We also, what else did we watch? Kelly and I watched Westworld, the uh, most recent season, and that was dope, you know? I remembered it because the Breaking Bad actor, uh, Aaron Paul, I think is his name, he was amazing on it, dude. And uh, Westworld, the first season was really good. Second season was kind of whatever. Third season, which is the one most recent one, is absolutely amazing. Uh, really good show to, to check out. And um, what else have I been doing? You know, let's just finish on closing comments, man. This is really fun for me. I think I'm a little bit out of practice, so you'll have to forgive me on that. I didn't know how to prepare. Like, my preparations wasn't as tight as it could be. But, you know, we're fucking having fun, man. We are having fun, you know. Uh, I've got to send a bunch of knives to uh, to the next uh, reviewers in the Apex Pass Around group and have some knives coming in tomorrow and Saturday. So next week is going to have a lot of content. And uh, I hope you guys have just been enjoying everything I've been doing. Uh, keep your eyes and ears open for the Patreon thing. Uh, let me know if you have, a, have any ideas about that, by the way, like with Patreon. I was thinking like maybe Patreon members, if they want to be on a podcast with me, I can do a kind of uh, like I could stream live on YouTube and then I'll have like different people hop on. We can do that. I don't, I don't know, but I want to give you guys a reward. Um, for supporting the channel if you do you know uh i i know i know a lot of you would probably you know what i mean like donate some money on the patreon because it goes right back into the channel and you know i'll I'll be i'll do like giveaways you know depending on how much like cash flow we've got going on because the ultimate goal of this is to like what if i did can you imagine if i did this i ran this channel for a living how much more stuff i would do uh, it's just crazy. Like I, I love doing this. So you guys would just get more stuff to watch. <laughs> like, uh, but that is the ultimate goal is to get the channel big enough so it could be self-sustaining and then we could do more cool stuff. It's kind of like Nick Shabazz. When I talked to him, he was like, yeah, it's really awesome because you know, the channel is self-sustaining and then he can just buy a $500 knife and go in depth into it and give you guys a treat. Right. And yeah, man, that's, that would be really cool to have that. I felt a little weird about it when the Knife Chunky was like, oh, you know, what are your goals in the channel? And I was like, oh, it'd be cool to make some scratch from it, you know? And I don't think I explained it properly. 
uh, it's because I want to just do more, do more on the channel. It'd be great if I could like travel to a factory and then just like you'll see me like talking shit to like at Blade HQ. Could could you imagine that? I think like night the knife internet would like break or something. <laughs> just have an idiot like me like talking to Zach and stuff at the uh, at Blade HQ. But anyway, man, I've had a great time. I got to go to work. This is your boy in the NYC, and this is the EDCCP saying peace. Yo, don't forget to hit that subscribe button, and don't forget to hit that bell icon so we can squat up in the comments.